This is Darren Kuhn with the Masculine Journey podcast, where we search the ancient paths to find ways that God brings light into a dark world and helps set men free from the struggles that we all face on a day-to-day basis. Your Chosen Truth Network podcast is starting in just a few seconds. Enjoy it, share it, but most of all, thank you for listening and for choosing the Truth Podcast Network. This is the Truth Network. With the knowledge you've been given, you are now on the inside of what I like to call the Burns Family Circle of Trust. See, if I can't trust you, Greg, then I have no choice but to put you right back outside the circle. And once you're out, you're out. There's no coming back. Mm. Well, I would definitely like to stay inside the circle. You can trust your car to the man who wears the star. He's the man best qualified to take care of your car at every Texaco station. Clean across the nation. You can trust your car to the man who wears the star. The big, bright Texaco Welcome to the Christian Car Guy radio show. I say this calls for action, and now... There's not a place where I'll go, you've not already stood. When you don't move the mountain, I'm needing you to move. When you don't part the water, I wish I could walk through. When you don't give the answers, as I cry out to you, I will trust. Today on the Christian Car Guys show, I'm guessing that you've already guessed it's the Circle of Trust. <laughs> yes, the Circle of Trust is Robert De Niro. He introduced that concept to us in the movie Meet the Parents. I hope you saw it. It's hilarious. But as you really consider this whole concept of the Circle of Trust, the more you, more you get into it, the realize it's deep enough for an elephant to swim around in this thing. So, you know, you heard Texaco. If you're from the 60s, I'm sure you realize that you can trust your car to a man who wears a star. So trust is like a huge thing. If you're a car salesman, I'm going to just tell you that you better be able to establish trust and establish it quickly or, or you won't sell many cars. A salesman in general. And then again, at the end of that, you heard Lauren Daigle's amazing Trust in You song. I just... It's so amazing to, to listen to her sing that. I just love it. So a circle of trust today, as often, is brought to you by the Hebrew, like like we do in Sesame Street. You know, this one is brought to you by the he- Hebrew letter Samek, which you may realize is a circle. So you can, did you know you could draw Hebrew? Well, you can. If you can make a circle, you can make a Samek. That's all there is to it. And so today's letter is the circle of trust, is the letter Samak. So, you know, one of the really, really neat things God allows me to do, I guess, or put me in the circle of trust. <laughs> he hasn't kicked me out of it yet, but anyway. I get to do a show called Lantern Rescue, and this this show um, is about a group of people that go around the world rescuing people out of human trafficking. And so these are like, special ops people and superheroes in real life, Christian superheroes in real life. If to, to know them 
And to hear this show again, you can get it at the Truth Network app or, or wherever you listen to the Truth Network. I think it comes on at 9.30, doesn't it, Bethann? Something? Yes. It's, it's 9, 9 o'clock. Is it 9? It's it's part of my yeah, morning. It's Saturday morning, yeah. yes. It's, Just it's, listen all morning. It does, And you'll yes. hear it. <laughs> so anyway, I was. they had a retreat this week, and I got to go up to that retreat. How fun was that? And there were 24 of them that were in training and sort of with their families and their children. And so I was interviewing them about the retreat, and they were talking about how they were needing to recruit some new operative people, you know, which clearly I don't qualify under that at all. But what he said just got down in my soul, and, and it was part of the lesson plan that really God had me on all week about trust. Because he was discussing the recruitment of these operational people. And what he said, and this is a quote, is trust is so critical to operation. When I see a new guy going down a staircase, I think to myself, what's he doing over there? Versus if I see Alan or TC, these are his trusted guys that he's always with. If I see them going down a staircase, I'm thinking, wow, I need to get over there right this second. We have to stay together. So let that sink in to your soul there a minute. And then who in your life, I mean, who in your life do you trust your very life with like that? Like you would go down that staircase to your death because that person, right? I mean, who is that going to be that, that you trust like man? And, and so God just had me this on Sunday morning. I was sitting there. And God just put it on my heart. I love, I love the 16th Psalm, and maybe you're familiar with the part of it that a lot of us quote all the time, in his presence is fullness of joy. That comes at the end of the 16th Psalm. And so I was like, God, I just love that. What's the context of that? Where, where did all that come from? And so I went and began to study the 16th Psalm, and, and God even convicted me to memorize it so I could just put the whole thing in my heart, you know? so that I would be prepared um, to keep from sinning, so, so to speak. But anyway, so the first verse of the 16th Psalm, you ready for this? I just blew me away. It's a mictum of David, by the way, and I could speak for a while on what a mictum is. It's really neat. I love words that nobody can translate. <laughs> that just flips my switch. So here's Robbie's quick version of what a mictum is, a very deep truth that's been written down, Okay. So it's a mictum of David, and what he said, really simple verse, it says, Preserve me, O God, for in you do I put my trust. Circle of trust, right? But see, that word preserve is super beautiful when you think about the prayer, that what David's saying and what sets up the whole idea of he gets to be in his presence, his fullness of joy. It's, it's like this concept of keep my fire burning, in fact, keep the fire burning that's burning living water, if, if you're really to get into what that means, which is almost like shalom. But what a cool thing to pray for those who you love. Like, for me, I just prayed it all week. Like, man, keep Tammy's fire, keep her, 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 her all lit up and, and help her to trust in you, Lord. Because if, if, if you're in his circle of trust, man, you, you, you know, you could go down the staircase. You know, you, you, you've got that going on in this whole idea. And so to just think about a circle, because if you were to look at the word trust in Hebrew, you're, you're not going to be probably terribly surprised at 
that the, in the middle of the word, and it's only three letters, is this psalmic. And it is the key idea of the whole thing. And so let's talk about circles for a minute, okay? Circles are have everything to do with trust. When you put on a wedding ring, it's a circle, okay? It's a sign of infinity. It always has been. But also, what does the earth do? It goes in circles. And where does it go in circles? Around the moon. And so does every, by the way, electron and um, goes around a proton and neutron. Every atom of your body is involved in a circle. You don't think God loves circles? I'm just telling you. He's all into circles. I mean, everywhere you look, you can't miss the circles. So you want to trust that the sun's going to come up tomorrow? Well, we're going in a circle. It's coming up. I'm telling you. It has everything to do with circles. And it's just no accident whatsoever that this word has centered on this concept of the psalmic. So really, really cool little note in the Psalms for all you car salesmen out there. <laughs> you may have heard the word acrostic. In other words, King David loved to write Psalms and he loved to do it with the Hebrew letters. And so the 119th Psalms, very famous one of people thinking, okay, it starts out with an olive and it goes through all the different letters. Well, a little lesser known but really, really cool psalm is the 145th psalm, and it too is an acrostic. However, David left one letter out of that psalm. He left the letter Nun out, and the reason he did was because he felt fallen, and the Nun has to do with being fallen. Okay, so you, you by the way, if you go to christiancarguy.com, I noted this, I'll show you the Hebrew and all this stuff is so cool. That what King David did was he, the letter Nun comes right before the letter Psalmic. So he skipped the Nun in the 145th Psalm and went straight to the Psalmic. And what he said in the next verse was, Yahweh upholds all who fall and raises up all who are bowed down. You, you see how cool that is? It's like... And, and, and when it says uphold, that word starts with the psalmic. And so it's the same idea of David knew that even when we fall, right, here comes God. He is going to uphold you because, you know, that's the whole idea of the circle of trust. I mean, he's, 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 he brought David back into the circle, so to speak. So what I need you to do today is share your stories. Obviously, I'm hoping that something I said awoke something in you like, yeah, I know who I would follow to go down that staircase. Well, that's what I want to hear. I want to hear that story. Maybe it's a car salesman. <laughs> anyway, you got to call us 866-348-7884. 866-34-TRUTH. That's new bump music, Beth Ann. I've never heard that before. Yeah, very exciting. So we would love to hear your story. 866 348 7884. So much more Christian Car Guy Show coming right back. You're listening to the Truth Network and TruthNetwork.com. Burns Family Circle of Trust. You can trust your car to the man who wears the star. He's the man best qualified to take care of your car. Trust in you. 
today's Christian Car Guy show, The Circle of Trust. And I should have known to trust my producer who played Billy Chris. <laughs> I've had the same bump out music for 16 years, but this was Will You Go Around in Circles? I should have trusted you, Beth Ann. I just, I, I was I'm like, not in the circle. What is this song? <laughs> you let everybody know. I've never heard this. You were scared. I was going down the steps. You didn't know where I was going. You were going down the steps, and I was like, where are we going? Because I've never been down here. I failed in my circle. That's the whole idea today on the Christian Car Guy show is who would you follow down that stairway, right, if you thought it possibly it, 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 it could be a, a gunfight down there? So uh, we would love your story, 866-348-7884, 866-34-TRUTH. And I'm going to whet your appetite a little bit with my own story here, as I often do. Um, what I think is an hilarious story of how I ended up doing special needs ministry. Some people ask me sometimes, Robbie, do you have special needs people in your family? I had had people ask me this just this week. Well, no. Well, how did you end up doing that? Well, the story goes that I, this ego, I know you'd be shocked to find that out, but anyway, and I struggle with it. And I got an opportunity to teach what was the largest Sunday school class at Calvary Baptist Church was about 150 people. It was the ham Sunday school class, which was a big deal. You know, shot me in the arm. I'm feeling great. (laughs) Robbie, would you teach the ham Sunday school class next year? So, you know, just charging in without asking God or doing anything like that. I just, oh, yeah, I'm sure I will. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. And then I went home and I said, honey, good news. We're teaching the ham Sunday school class. (laughs) And she goes, no, we're not. And I'm like, what? She goes, no, we're not. I'm not, I'm not doing that. She said, as a matter of fact, you know, I, w- I was at a service Wednesday night and, and God told me that we're going to do special needs ministry. And I said, what? <laughs> and she said, yeah, yeah, I, I, I don't want to be in a regular son, this is why I, I really feel God told me this, and I and I want you to be with me, and this is what I I really feel like we're supposed to do. Okay, so I've already agreed, by the way, to te- teach this class, and I'm on the actual thing to be voted in, you know, by the church. It was quite the shenanigan, and I go to this men's meeting where I assumed all my buddies would jump right in on my side, and I tell them the whole story. And there was an old missionary there by the name of Archie Jones. He looked at me and he goes, Robbie, under the least of these, my brother. And I went, you dog. (laughs) So would I follow my wife into this right down the stairway? Well, you know, we went to this special needs class and these were adults with Down syndrome or, or autism or these kind of things. And a lot of time birth defects that you don't, you have no way to even describe what all's going on. And honestly, I was scared to death when I walked in there. People were punching the air. Nobody seemed to be paying attention. It, it, it was like, oh my goodness. And, and so I was like, Tammy, how am I supposed to teach this? I said, here I have all this wonderful biblical knowledge. <laughs> What about my, me? Yeah, but my, me. Yeah, what about me? And I, I need to share. And, and she's like, Robbie, this is right. You know, and she just held my feet right there. 
And I'm like, okay. So two, three weeks go on, and, and I'm getting more freaked out. Like every time I go in there, it, 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 I'm just not comfortable. I this is this isn't. I don't feel like I belong here. <clears throat> and so the teacher at the time, the lead teacher at the time, she comes up to me and she goes, "Well, I hear you're a pretty good teacher." <laughs> So why don't you teach next week? And oh, by the way, why don't you teach the fifth commandment? Well, the fifth commandment, as I looked up, is honor your father and mother. <laughs> I'm like, do what? Like, you got to be kidding me. I can't even teach that to my kids. How in the world, <laughs> in the world am I going to teach this concept to, to these folks that I don't know if they can speak? I don't know if they can hear I don't know what's going on, and all these things are going on in my mind. And so God had me right where he wanted me. I'm just going to tell you. And Tammy had me right where she wanted me. Helpless. Like, I had no idea. So I did what you do in those situations. I prayed. <laughs> I was like, God, I, I want to teach this concept, but I, I just, I don't, I don't know what to do. So praise God, he showed me. He said, Robbie, how do you, how do you show honor? And and, and so I just thought about kneeling. And I said, well, I can kneel. I mean, they can see me kneeling. That looks like honor. And, and this, this might work. And so, you know, I can, through sign language and other things, try to just get this idea of mother and father, and then I can kneel. And, and so, you know, I spent the better part of, you know, 30, 45 minutes just trying to show this concept to this, the students that day. Very awkward. <laughs> And I can assure you, I thought if somebody had asked me at the end of that class, Robbie, did you teach anything? And I would have said, absolutely not. It was just, it was shenanigans. Well, until the parents showed up. And when the parents showed up, or the families, I, you know, then all of a sudden the students began to kneel. And then the tears came. And then I was like, oh, wow like, God, you got me. Like, I did follow Tammy down the stairway, <laughs> reluctantly, kicking and screaming, but nonetheless, I followed her, and there you go, right? God's going to show up when you follow him down the stairway, but I need your story, right? I'm here by myself today, so I need you to call 866-348-7884, 866-34-TRUTH. Of course, the Jesus labor love is all about trust, right? These people that need help that are in a, in a big bind, um, just this very week, you know, talk about somebody I trust, Scott Barton, who makes those calls to single moms, widows, families in crisis. Anyway, you have a story. I know it prompted your heart, and you're saying, ah, should I call? Trust God, because your testimony could in- just think what it could do for somebody else, right? Call us 866 348 7884 when we come back. You're listening to the Truth Network and TruthNetwork.com. Burns Family Circle of Trust. You can trust your car to the man who wears the star. He's the man best qualified to take care of your car. Trust in you. I will trust in you. 
Today on the Christian Car Guys show, the circle of trust, specifically who might you follow to go down a staircase if it meant, you know, possibly your life. Who do, who do you trust like that? We were talking about like at the beginning of the 16th Psalm where King David said, preserve me, right? They keep my fire burning because I put my trust in you. Who, who might that be? I would love your story. 866, the number to call in is 866-348-7884. And speaking of trust, you know, I've come to trust a wonderful show that comes on the Truth Network at one o'clock. It's called The Cure with Amy Cabo. It's live today. And they're going to be talking about the pandemic. And apparently we can trust John Shea, who wrote a book, a kid's book. So how do kids react to the pandemic and what can you do with that? It's a live show you can call in with my good friends, Amy and Boris. Like, if you miss Boris, you're gonna, if you, Amy's awesome, but but believe me, you, you, you get the whole team. You know, it's it's the whole deal. So listen today, the Truth Network, 1 o'clock Eastern. So I am very blessed to have with me today my neighbor, who, who does a, a Bible study, actually, in my neighborhood. And so I trusted on my neighbors who said, come to this Bible study. And I was so, so glad because it's led by this wonderful man of God who, you know, is actually going to be on a show with me later today, but it's my good friend, Al Thane, and uh, fishing, soon-to-be fishing buddy, because he, he's a trout fisherman. Anyway, as you could imagine, being a pastor, he had an opportunity early on to learn about trust, so he's got a story for us. I'm anxious to hear it myself. Well, it was a, it was an interesting time in my life as a Sophomore in college, I transferred in Phoenix, where I grew up in Arizona. I transferred down to Grand Canyon University, which was a Southern Baptist-sponsored college. Now, I had no interest in Baptist. I had no interest in Jesus. I had no interest in anything uh, that much. And uh, I think I was just a project in the dorm for the for all of the Christian kids to work on. I mean, that's maybe been what I was there. So you were there to play baseball. Oh, I went there to play baseball. They had one of the best <laughs> baseball teams in the in the world, but that didn't work out either. But uh, I remember after I started to be around some of my some of these new friends and uh, seeing them go to church and seeing the life that they lived and and uh, knowing that even though publicly I, I was known and I was popular and I got along with people. On the inside, I was dying. And through a series of things where every prop in my life was knocked out, every single thing that I ever depended upon, including my own self-will, was just gone. And and through a series of uh, hitting the bottom, I came to faith in Christ and realized that Jesus can, can transform a life. And that was a the first major faith trust it was, was to believe that Jesus, a man that lived 2,000 years ago, was still alive, still moving, still active, still working in the world today, and could actually transform my life. And little did I know, although I was not raised in a Christian family, I wasn't raised in a family where the Bible was ever opened, or I don't remember a prayer ever being prayed in my, my home. But there I am, and I'm starting to sense this feeling after I've come to faith in Christ as a brand new believer and had no knowledge. I didn't know Genesis from maps in the back of the Bible. But uh, through that time, 
I began to sense something, and I went and talked to my pastor. I said, I think God wants me to be a preacher. I didn't even know what one was. <laughs> the few times that I had gone to church, I knew there was somebody that stood up there and talked. I mean, they weren't all that interesting, but I remember <laughs> whatever it is they were doing up there. So this ended up happening, and... Uh, I sensed that, that calling of God, and I went and I talked to my pastor, and I told him that I think that God wants me to, to be a preacher. Now, that wasn't on my bucket list. That wasn't, I wasn't the most likely to do anything like That's that. That's a different kind of pitching than you. Oh, man. Yeah, yeah. Oh, man, yeah. But you wanted to play ball? <laughs> oh, yeah. And, and he said, let's play ball. I mean, no. <laughs> let's play ball. But I was in seminary. I graduated from college and went to seminary in, uh, in California. And they did a testing the first week of, uh, of school. And this was a great test of, of my faith and my sense of my calling and do I trust God. And there were all kinds of dynamics that we, that we studied. And one of those was a continuum of the scores within the class that I was coming in with and how they rated on their sense of call and on that sense that that call was accepted by other people. When we looked at the scores, on my particular scores, on the acceptance of others of the call of ministry, I was off the chart below everybody because nobody understood the fact that I... (laughs) I was not your preacher type, and, uh, and still probably am not. But I was just off the chart, low on acceptance by others. But on the sense of the strength of call that you know, that you know, that you know that God called you, I was off of the chart on the other end. Although people weren't accepting it, people didn't understand it, people didn't believe that that's something that I would be a part of, nor did I, Yet I knew that God had called me, and I had to make a decision. Do I trust him, or do I trust what people might have thought I used to be before I came to Christ? And was that something that I aspired to or deserved to do? And the answer was no. It was God's grace. And there's so many times in my life when you just got to simply trust God, and you've got to sense your calling, whether it's to a, a pastor or a stay-at-home mom or a teacher or a, or a nurse or anything else, where you've got to just depend upon God and God alone, because he's the only one that'll get you through. And, and it's a beautiful thing. When, I, when I'm listening to you, Pastor, um, in Matthew 13, the parable of the talents, right? He gives a lot of different people of different talents in lots of sorts of different ways. <clears throat> but the thing that made all the difference were the ones that trusted the master, unlike the third guy who didn't trust him. Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah, exactly. He said, I, he said, I don't trust you. And, and But the other two, you know, no matter how many talents they got, <clears throat> they trusted him. And so, you know, they did the work. And so it's an interesting thing to me is a big part of wherever you work, whether it's in the car business or in the radio business, is the sense of trust, 
right? And, and, and fortunately for me, I worked for Stu Epperson and Mark Carbone, but Stu I've known, you know, since he was in his 20s, actually. Um, and, and if Stu was going down that staircase and said, Robbie, now he sent me down a few staircases, <laughs> I didn't believe were properly where I should have gone. But however, the number of staircases he sent me down that, that were um, big time, beautiful things like Lantern Rescue, you know, or as a matter of how many times he does that. Or if you work with somebody with Beth Ann who sometimes puts your bump music to be when I turn around in circles, right? Just to show you that you, you, don't, you can't necessarily just, you know, I, I think about things as I'll be going always a certain way. But ser- seriously, when Beth Ann says to do something, I know based on years of working with her that this is, this is going to be something that I can trust. And, and, I, and I'm very, very blessed when I think about it. Like, I don't know before I was a Christian pastor that I trusted anybody. I was a car salesman. <laughs> you <know? laughs> and, you know, it wasn't just inherent in the group that, like, we trusted each other, nor did we trust our customers. And, and it's an interesting thing how God begins to build that circle of trust that once you get into it, you can start to accept other people and and have them in the circle in spite of, like King David, sometimes they fall. So I'm hoping this kicked up. Well, I got in one segment, this is where the calls always come. So I'm, you know, this is your chance. We want to hear from you, really do. 866-348-7884 is the number to call in and share your story about trust. 866-348-7884. Again, it's a beautiful thing if you think about it. Just take a journey sometime this week and look at the 16th Psalm. Take it from the point where David says, preserve me because I trust in you and see where he ends up at the end of that juncture is like, oh my goodness, where it's a journey. You can go on it, but I need your story. I mean, think how cool it was to hear Pastor Thane. So now you got one, 866-348-7884. So much more coming up. Stay tuned. You're listening to The Truth Network and truthnetwork.com. The Circle of Trust today on the Christian Car Guy Show. I'm very blessed to have my good friend and neighbor with me, Pastor Thane. But now I'm even more blessed because Mark is calling from Redmond, Washington. And, you know, one of the reasons I'm west, I'm blessed is because there's so few cities in the state of Washington I can pronounce their, the name of them. <laughs> did I get Redmond right, Mark? You sure did. <laughs> I used to listen to Colonel Oliver North on Common Sense Radio, and he'd always like to get a call from Walla Walla, Washington. That it rolled well off his. <laughs> I've had calls rolled from well. Walla Walla. I I, I did yeah. not know that about Oliver North, but now every time I get a call from Walla Walla, I'm going to be excited. That's that's pretty awesome. So, Mark, yeah. if you got a story for us, I'm hoping. 
Yeah, well, um, my wife and I, Christine, uh, we have two sons, uh, Isaiah and Caleb. And Caleb Bryan, I always like to put his middle name in there because she would not go for any other name. I was trying to come up with other names. She goes, no, Caleb Bryan together means bold little king. And he mm. was the cutest little baby. Um, they both got big-time scholarships, uh, college scholarships, and that was the, what I wanted to give praise and honor and glory to God about, was uh, our oldest son, he was uh, going to become a teacher, and then he decided, no, I want to be a lawyer. And uh, I said, you know how many lawyers there are? You do great as a teacher. You do great as a teacher. You love kids and everything. And I flipped open the phone book. I showed them all these old, you know, pages and pages of attorneys. But he would not be, uh, 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 change his mind. And I started preparing and preparing and preparing and preparing and studying and studying and studying and studying. And I was uh, totally uh, happy, but I was totally surprised when he came up with uh, two-thirds of a scholarship to go to Wake Forest Law School. <laughs> wow. Yeah, and then he uh, gets called by an alumni and goes and talks to this man, and um, he starts asking him, uh, well, now, you were homeschooled, right? And he goes, yeah, I was homeschooled, and da-da-da-da-da. And he goes, now, you uh, um, went to uh, Edmonds Community College, and got your paralegal certificate, you were, you were homeschooled then. I mean, you were at home then, huh? And he goes, yeah, yeah, I was at, yeah, I was at home. Da-da-da-da-da, talked to him about that. And then, uh, make a long story short, he says, uh, um, where'd you get your views of the Constitution? And he goes, well, my, my papa. And he goes, well, what does your dad do uh, for a living? And he goes, he's a grunt. For the electrical industries, IBW member, union member. And the guy threw up his hands in like a surrender mode, kind of shaked him back and forth, and said, Don't worry about the other third. <laughs> 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 yeah, yeah. And uh, I got to thinking about it later. I thought, I was shocked by all this. I was totally shocked by all this. He called me up, told me the story uh, longer than I've told you right now, and uh, he, uh, uh, I get off the phone with him, and I think back, and I go, Wake Forest. I thought, isn't that amazing? Those are the two words that describe the two things that I loved to do as a child, was to swim, make a wake, and forest, play in the woods. And uh, I just wanted to share that with everybody, to trust in God, to, uh, to meet your needs. And your child's, right? And your child's, amen. Amen, because I didn't have the money. We didn't have the money to send them to no uh, um, university or anything. And I was like, wow. Yeah. Well, I guess you know just, that, do you know that Wake Forest is here in Winston-Salem? Yeah, are you Are you calling from Winston-Salem? Are I, you, I you am. In, Winston in fact, I am probably not a mile from the campus of Wake Forest University right this very second, <clears throat> which in, in and of itself is a funny story. hey. hey. Because <laughs> Wake Forest hey. is not in the city of Wake Forest. Wake Forest is in Raleigh, but um, the Reynolds family wanted to have a university, you know, 
in their backyard. So they planted Wake Forest right here in Winston Salem. <laughs> I didn't know that you were. I didn't know that you were located in Winston Salem. It's just amazing. <laughs> and, 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 and I really didn't want to call. I was enjoying listening to the show. I thought I should better call it. And actually, it's, uh, my 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 daughter's very serious boyfriend is a grad student at Wake Forest, and, and so I was like, "Well, this is just." But you're from Redmond, Washington, so I hope those listening, if you're either listening in North Carolina or you're listening in Washington or you're listening in California or Chicago, you see the significance of you know God's got this. He's got his finger right on the whole thing, doesn't he, Mark? He sure does because <laughs> I didn't know you were in Wake uh, in Winston Salem, but. I really didn't want to call because I just enjoyed listening to you and your pastor. And then I thought, no, you better call and give God the glory for what he did. Yeah, well, and you know what's interesting is so many times you guys have, you listen on KCIS there in Washington? Yes, sir. And so many listeners to that wonderful station um, think that I'm broadcasting from Washington. <clears throat> and, I have to so, get it so clear. <laughs> Via satellite, yeah. isn't that amazing? And and uh, so thank you for getting up early this morning because I know it was a little bit earlier for you than for me, and and for listening, yeah, sure. Mark. God bless you. And I, you, your story made my day. Really, really, really did. God bless, God bless you. you. And what's God your son's you. name so we can pray for him? Isaiah, and then and our younger son Caleb. He got a he got a real significant scholarship to go to uh, Reformation Bible College. Oh, really? Outside of, or- <laughs> yeah, or outside of Orlando. Uh, Florida. Yeah, for Florida. <clears throat> wow. So, yeah. I sure do miss them both a lot. I'll bet you too. I'll bet you too. Yeah. Thank you, Mark. God bless. You have a great, great okay. Saturday. Talk to you soon. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye-bye. <clears throat> wow. Like, I hope that blessed everybody as much as it blessed me. You know, it's one of the neat things, isn't it, Pastor, to share, and, you know, God just shows up, doesn't he? Uh, He never fails to show up. He's always at work. He's always involved. We just don't look for it very often. We don't see the God sightings that are going on. And during the break, you mentioned something I, I hope people, all of us realize. A lot of times we think we fail God. Certainly Peter did. But what did Jesus do? Well, when... After Peter had failed so miserably when he was so bold in saying, Lord, if all others let you down, I will never let you down. And Jesus said, you know, before the rooster crows in the morning, you'll have done it three times. And we see Peter warming at the at the uh, campfire of uh, out in the trial, right? Well, yeah, yeah. Waiting for those five illegal trials that are going on, and he's involved in that. But uh, Jesus is restoring him into a trust relationship when he's asking him on the seaside, do you love me? Feed my sheep. Feed my sheep. Then he asked him again and again the same question, and uh, Peter began to develop into the person that he was, but he had to be restored, and he had to come back to a life of faith. And so that's for there for all of us. We can get back in the circle of trust. Unlike the Burns family circle of trust, you can get back in it. All you got to do, right? Go to Psalm 16 and think about that. We certainly are so grateful for all of you listening today. You made so much to us. Remember, Jesus slowed what Jesus walked everywhere he went and got it all done in 33 years. So slow down. Thank you for listening to the Christian Car Guy Show.
listening to the Truth Network. Truthnetwork.com.